Hey guys, welcome back to Get Stoked! It's your boy Trent, Evan, and Ty. On this week's episode, we're delving into folklore from the deepest homes and the creepiest parts of the internet. All right, um, so Trenton, how do you feel? You're a, you're an official member of the the podcast now. Yeah, somehow I got roped in this thing completely now. Yeah, now you're yeah. stuck in it for the rest one of your life. So. You're dragging me one down with you. One, one of us. One of us. Oh, no. Okay, so Hopefully anyway. I can drag someone else on here. We have something we'd like to address before we get started this week. I'll let Ty handle that. Yeah, so um, after doing a little bit of research and uh, a couple of podcasters that we're aware of getting in trouble for reading off of various subreddits, we decided that it might be in the best interest of our podcast to move in other directions and explore the internet uh, rather than just Reddit, as some of that is protected um, through certain copyright laws and stuff, and we don't want to make anyone upset, so here we are. Yeah, we know our loyal fans wouldn't try and copy, copy claim us, oh, but we shout out to you. Ty's mom. <laughs> yeah. And my mom. And my and mom. mom. <laughs> just kidding, my mom hasn't watched it yet. Yeah. Oh, just wait. Oh. Okay, so what are we talking So um, let's go first. I think uh, I'm more interested to hear Trenton's first, Ooh, so I want to let him go I first. You, my first. You I feel like Japanese folklore master. So. Not I wouldn't go with that. Yeah, yeah. As a folklore master, I'm just interested in it. I just know you. I've the ones that you've like. If you're looking at specifically Japanese ones, those always seem to be the most crazy and interesting ones. Yeah, because they're so different than what we're used to. Yeah, like you would think a Japanese person looks at our folklore and they're like, "What's wrong?" With I know ours is crazy. so basic. It's like, oh, some some well, person basic. just gets murdered. We're basic because. It's basically because we're used to it, right? Yeah. Like, if you're Japanese, you're like, this dumb shit folklore. I'm going to go see that <laughs> awesome European. Um, but this one should hit home with us. I remember hearing this. Um, as you know, train tracks right outside there. Hell yeah. So okay. I'm going to talk about the story of Teke Teke. Teke Teke. Teke Teke was a schoolgirl who tripped on train tracks um, right when a train was coming by, and she got cut in half completely. Nice. Now, the legend is, is that half Teke Teke. So you say it twice? No. For no. perhaps? Okay. <laughs> no. no. I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you why she's called Teke okay, Teke. Okay. She carries around a scythe with her now, uh, her body. And the reason why she's called Teke Teke is because that's the sound her fingers make while she's crawling oh, across the ground. Oh, um, no. She's most often seen hiding in places where you can't see the lower half of her body. And as the legend goes, if she catches you and sees you, uh, she'll cut you in half with a scythe to make you resemble her. You see these a lot in Japanese folklore for whatever reason. Like there's one of the slip mouth woman. Oh yeah, that was yeah. scary. A cut that goes along her mouth and that she wears a mask and walks up to kids and stuff like that, takes off the mask, says, am I beautiful? Anything you say, she'll cut you the same way. So you're not supposed to say anything? Or no. Or you, you lose no matter what? Apparently you can like trick her out if you... uh like a vibe check give her <laughs> <laughs> like throw something at her or something okay. like that uh and then run away as fast hey as you look can. you can't run away from teke teke though. oh she oh, doesn't perfect. have any legs but she's a usain bolt the Does paraplegic she, role she, like, like is there is there like a rule to her because i know like a lot of these folklore things it's like oh they exist to punish children or like they it only they only will hurt you if you Trail, like go off a trail. Like, are there rules to her, or does she just fuck with whoever she wants? Don't uh, ask teke me. Teke or the slim mouth. Teke Teke. Uh, no, Teke Teke seems to just be like 
hey, I'm going to fuck you up. That's more terrifying than the rest of them. Yeah, because most... It might be, like, don't hang around train tracks. <laughs> but... <laughs> Like, she just kills you either way. Like, even if you're not near train tracks, she'll... I mean, how do you want to die? I mean, if you're just standing on train tracks waiting to die anyway, you just want to to get scythed in half or just hit by a train? I I think that's funny, though. I'd rather get hit by a train. If they're using... If they're using... Because a lot of... Like you said, actually, last episode, you said, you know, a lot of folklore is just, like, cautionary tales. Like, they had the cautionary tale of a girl getting cut in half, and then somebody was like, let's also just scare the shit out of people. Yeah, I know. And have her cut people in half. Fear is the strongest emotion. Yeah. That's why. Well, I mean, hey, if you want your kids to stay away from the train tracks, they're not going to tell them, hey, you'll get hit by a train. Just be like, hey, this half lady's going to come at you with a scythe if you go to the fucking <laughs> train tracks. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think we're doing mainly horror type mm-hmm. folklore, which is fine. It's a season. Uh, but it's also important to note that there's so many other types of folklore out there besides I, just horror. I may have one or two nice ones. Uh, from the from the title, 16 Tales to Keep You Up at Night. No, I don't no, think so. No, 16 Eastern European uh, myths and legends to keep you up. Oh, to keep you up at night. <laughs> I'll be honest, most no, of there are some bad. There are some cute little things that exist. Like sometimes they'll hurt you and sometimes they just are friendly. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's gotta, something that I've noticed that was common in a lot of the Eastern folklore. That's something I found super interesting about Japanese folklore is that inanimate objects have their own soul. So if you have a book or something, it's the soul that's responsible for getting the enjoyment from that object. So whenever you get rid of something, you have to say, basically pay your respects. You say thank you, you bow to it. And then it's like sending it on its way, giving it peace in life because it gave you peace. How, how many people do you think actually like follow that kind of like logic in, in Japan? Is it like a commonly accepted thing or do you think it's very select based on what you're dealing with? Now it's select. I think maybe back in like feudal Japan and stuff like that, it would have been much more widespread just mm-hmm. because, you know, uh, everything was believed to have inherent spirituality yeah. back in those mm-hmm. days because you couldn't really explain things, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, probably not as much now. I just think it's a nice thought to think about, like kind of mystifying to think that everything around you has its own soul and its own spirit that's giving you yeah. happiness. Well, there are a lot of cultures, too, that kind of like everything's got a, a spirit of some sort, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's pretty common among different religions, too, like, so, but yeah, I, it's interesting. I think it's something that unfortunately we're missing in today's like modern society is we have a very like, mm, like we're, we're just a wasteful, I, we have a wasteful mindset. I've yeah. noticed that. I feel like tradition, like traditionalism of like holding, like we used to have traditions for Christmas every year and I just feel like those are starting to fade away now. And it could be because like my siblings are getting older or whatever, but I feel like with the rise in technology that like you're we're losing that personal connection of like keeping up with traditions and stuff. It's weird because uh, tying it back to the whole Japanese belief, um, we're losing that with everyday things, but technology is getting more and more to having its own soul in a yeah, way. Like mm-hmm. with AI and stuff like that, soon it's going to be not like a belief, but it's an actual uh, practically human yeah. living in there just thinking for itself and acting by itself just in an inanimate object. Leaving some foreshadowing for next week. I like, <laughs> I like, I like what you're doing here. Um but anyway, so let's go. Let's get into um. Let's get into um a, a myth here. So, where does this come from? What? Oh, I thought you were getting. No, into I one. thought you were gonna get into one. I because you started, to, but I guess you technically did go into one. Yeah, so. I went into two. Um. All right. So I guess I, I guess I'll talk about one. Um. Uh, let's talk about Slenderman because like, we're gonna start. Well, I will start with oh, a more okay, start modern, like an urban. Uh, myth. Like yeah. not really an urban. Not really a legend, yeah. so so to sort, but it's an urban myth. Actually, I wouldn't say that. Um. 
there was the police case of two girls who stabbed. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. get into. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I'm going to get into. So yeah, it, it, it's so bizarre. Get into it. So please. for what for if people don't know what Slenderman is, because I, I don't know, you know, who not not everybody does. But anyway, it started as a I, I started as a creepy pasta, and I'm not too from, explain what a creepy pasta is. Friend, I'm gonna let you explain what a creepy pasta. I quite don't quite, don't quite understand what a creepy pasta is, but creepy pasta. It sounds bizarre, especially the reference to noodles in there. Um, but it comes from the term copy pasta, which on the internet is any like form of text. It's kind of like a text form of meme that is just copied around rapidly, usually because it's funny. Um, so like a very popular one is the Navy SEAL one. Like, I'll let you know I graduated at the top of my class in Navy SEALs and stuff like that. Um, creepypasta is exactly the same thing, except it's more of a horror tone. So anything that's meant to creep people out that is particularly creepy at least in some way, it's actually usually more images like, um, like Smile Dog. I don't know if you've ever seen mm-hmm. that one. Jeff the Killer. Um, yeah. Even Slenderman started as an image. Yeah. Uh, for that was on a Photoshop competition. Yeah. So anyway, so that's kind of where he came from. And then you know, some guy decided, hey, I want to make a game out of this, and it's a fun game. I'll give it that. They've made a couple renditions now. Um, I don't know what the most recent one is, but. They're they're fun. They're just a spooky, like make you shit yourself kind of game. But anyway, so these two girls kind of got like these little girls got like obsessed with it. I, um, they were like 12, 13 year old girls. Um, and they were uh, they had this friend, and I guess they decided to take her out in the woods in Wisconsin and stab her twelve times. Um, uh, or yeah, twelve times out in the woods, and then they left her there. To, oh, sorry, nineteen times out in the woods, and then they left her there to die. Somehow she managed to crawl out of the woods and get help from a cyclist, but. These girls did this for Slenderman, and um, they, uh, they apparently she got 20, 25 years in a mental institution for um, uh, for doing it. But they did this for Slenderman, like they believed that he wanted her to take these take this girl out here and uh, like um, murder her, like in his name or whatever. It was something for like protection for their families or something. Yeah. Like they believed that oh, Slenderman wow. was watching them. Yeah, and like, but like, where do they get the like? Where do you get this kind of stuff? Like, where do you get this idea in your head? Like that this this thing that doesn't even exist like we're we're talking about things that have potential to have it to to exist but this is a thing that originated from a photoshop competition and yeah. these little girl these and i wouldn't even call them little i'd say they're you know 12 13 they're old enough to understand, understand yeah. oh yeah oh yeah you have you, they're especially in an age where uh, young people have a, a general sense of awareness of what's real and fake yeah. on the internet they absolutely no, yeah. that that's not and at that right. point, I'm pretty sure it was a game too, because this this was in. Uh, I'm I'm relatively certain. Twenty. Uh, they would they would have the wherewithal to. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. So by then it was yeah. definitely a game. So would you think that it was more of a defense? Like, I don't know. We stabbed her nineteen times because of the internet. I genuinely think that it started off as like maybe something they were joking about, but then slowly snowballed into something where they. They actually started to believe it. Like if yeah. if they actually do have mental problems, which they might, they probably do. Yeah, they got admitted to twenty five years um in a mental institution. Yeah, but how do you not look at that and go, those people are fucking crazy? Yeah, right. Mm. Um, I, I I guess the fear and the paranoia just yeah. builds and builds and builds. Yeah, I guess like um particularly there are a lot of ones like a lot of YouTube, um shorts and stuff like that. And this is by no means blaming anyone involved in any production of Slenderman content because mm. there's for all they knew it was something to entertain people by scaring them. So what it says is that it said that they wanted to prove their loyalty, loyalty to him so they could pr- become his proxies, uh. prove his existence and prevent him from hurting 
their family. So you're right. They, they did it out of protection, but also to prove their loyalty. Um, and they believe that the only way to do this would to be would be to kill someone. And this sounds like kind of how like the last week we talked about our ghost stuff. Like, you know how you see ghosts, like you have to kill this man or whatever. And yeah. it's like, this, this shit is crazy. Like, I mean, uh, we're talking about like these girls had like nobody was talking unless they got onto some online forum. Nobody was talking directly to them. They genuinely just believed this. They had to. They had to superimpose some level yeah. of belief onto it. Yeah. And apparently, they thought they would become servants of Slenderman and live in his mansion, which they thought was located in the Nicolet National Forest. What the fuck? Where in a they mansion? Go? A mansion? Where do these? Because. I've read the Slenderman creepypasta. There's no mention of yeah mansions or anything like what that. What the hell? But they like planned this too. Like it was planned. They wanted to go out there and attack this girl so they could for this. And it, it's it's fucked because they were this girl was their friend. But um, I, I find it interesting to see how something from the internet just became like an, an almost a legend to them. Yeah, I mean it. It did. It became real. Not even a legend. It's. It's fascinating how that simple image somehow spread its way. And I don't know why you look at something like that's a video game and you go, that's real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, that's, it's not helping the case that video games don't cause violence. There, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, they, they went on YouTube and they like looked up Markiplier or something like that. And they saw him (laughs) playing Slenderman and they were like, Oh my God, this guy must be real. (laughs) But you gotta imagine they're 12. So like, even 12-year-olds would be like, this is just a game. Yeah, there's definitely some mental gymnastics going on <laughs> in these people's sets, yeah, okay? Yeah. They're doing 360 somersaults. What I think is craziest is to, like, in a couple of decades, people are going to look back and believe that he was some sort of legend because of stories like this. And it's crazy to think that, like, internet internet shit like this is going to become some sort of urban legend. That, like, See, I think, I think that's – although I, as crazy as it seems now, I think that's also how legends, legends form – throughout history yeah. you know i mean all of these things have an event that sparked something and from that like initial event uh misinformation and contortion of the narrative to form a uh, a more thrilling story causes folklore yeah. yeah but you're also looking at we're on we're at the times of the internet now so it's i think back then it's more i don't want to say feasible for these things to be true but like human perception at the time is i see this i heard it I experienced it. So yeah, they might've bent the truth a little bit, but you're more likely to believe actual human accounts when you don't have the internet and shit to continue. Yeah. How are you going to prove someone wrong? What they're telling you if you can't research it at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if the at most you have is a library, maybe, I mean, most people can even read. Yeah. And, and you got, you got to account in the multiple accounts of people seeing this kind mm-hmm. of stuff too. So it's like, you know, yeah, one guy might see it, but then if this guy doesn't know that somebody's seen it and another guy says it, well, you can't you can't say, oh, well, they're only spreading this because uh, they want attention. It's more like, all right, these are two separate accounts. Then there's got to be some validity to what what's going on there if multiple people are experiencing this thing. Yeah. And so, um, but, you, you know, I know you said you wanted to talk about creepypastas for a little bit. So I'll, I'll let you get into that if you want. Yeah, it's the new form of folklore, or at least particularly horror folklore on the internet. Because, um, you know, things like, the rake, which I will get into later. The rake, um, Slenderman, Jeff the Killer, Smile Dog, stuff like that. They all started on the internet as forms of creepypasta. And now you have people literally killing or attempting to kill each other mm-hmm. because of it. Uh, and it's weird because creepypastas don't have the inherent thing that folklore has, which is it's usually to protect people from yeah. things. 
uh, Slenderman was just made to creep people out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's snowballed into not only okay. urban legend and attempted murder, but it's also uh, like blockbuster movie too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I wouldn't call it blockbuster. I it was made by Sony. I mean, did they do well? I never saw it. No, I don't think it did well. I meant blockbuster <laughs> as big corporation. Yeah. Uh, like just paying fuck tons of money for the rights of an image so they can make a three hour long movie about it. Yeah. Well, they made a documentary about, on that. I know there's a documentary on Netflix about these girls and like, that they are they but they they like i said it's it, it's i think it's a mentally there's ment, there's a lot of mental issues to go into play with that story but it's it's definitely interesting to see what people will genuinely believe in based on what they read or see so and i think that's the whole point of folklore is you know you can choose to believe it regardless but like i feel like this story is a little bit different because it's generate it started on the internet i i'm actually now that i'm thinking about it i i wonder if in years to come, the story of Slenderman and these two, these three girls, um, might become a cautionary tale about um, the importance of mental health and recognizing mental health issues yeah. and um, the interaction between that and the internet. And like that might be our modern rendition of a cautionary folklore. Yeah. I, I want you guys to picture a scene here. Somehow, some way, life as we know is destroyed, right? Mm-hmm. But there's still humans out there, and they come across a hard drive with an article about the stabbings. Do, do you think they go, oh, this was two mentally ill kids? Or do they go, oh, wow, it must have been crazy back then whenever like tall, pale-faced people were running around the woods? Yeah. I think absolutely that. The I, it's hard to gauge, kind of, because we don't know where are like what we're going to believe in in that amount of time. I mean, we believe in these, these folklore, we can, we, we can believe in these folklore stories that we're going to get into that aren't like internet based because it's like, these were real people had real accounts, but it's like, I, I don't know. I, I, well, I, th- I see what you mean, but it, it depends. It, it probably has to be really far into the future. Let me, let me pose you a contrary question. Uh, those girls accounts that stabbed this little girl, are they not real? That's true. They yeah. were real to them apparently, yeah. unless they're just, legitimately insane and they couldn't think of a better excuse mm-hmm. which might be the case we don't know well, what's go, going on it's going to go back down to what ty said earlier about these things are going to get con- like construed and like distorted it throughout as they move through history so yeah maybe at some point th- that part of which it starts on the internet completely falls out of the equation yeah and then people are like oh shit slenderman is fucking real mm-hmm. so it, it depends i'm interested to see the development the development and I mean, it won't develop very far in our short lifetime, but I'm sure it, you'll see small parts of it. Yeah, I mean, we already saw it. I mean, Slenderman was started beginning of like 2000s, early yeah. 2000s, I want to say, and that and was in 2014. Decade later, years yeah, a crime, a crime was committed for something that's based off a picture yeah. that's based oh. off a video game. Yeah, or a, a video game that's based off a picture. I mean, what's the change that, like, so what, what, when we look at something like that, what is the difference between something that happens that they do out of a video game and someone who goes and kills a bunch of people in the name of a religion? Hmm. Oh. I mean, if you think about it, it's yeah. kind of the same thing. Yeah. It's... We don't know if what whatever religion they're basing their murder yeah. off of is to be true, but they still do it because the, it's what they believe. Yeah, they believe it to be true. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's an interesting, uh, interesting It is an interesting thought. question to bring up. Um. Yeah, 
Is there, I mean, is there a difference or? I don't know. I mean, well. Yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to consider. I think it comes back to perception. Like, uh, let's take a look at this. It's blue, right? Yeah. It's a blue dice. Uh, what I'm seeing could be completely different from what you're seeing, but to both of us, it's still blue. Yeah. We don't know because we can't see mm-hmm. through their eyes. Yeah. yeah. So these girls and these fanatics, they might believe they might genuinely like be seeing Slenderman because you know your your mind plays tricks on you. Oh yeah. Especially when you're yeah. Or, yeah. When you're young, you're not developed yet. So. Yeah. Like you can be walking past a creepy house and be like, I'm going to see someone in that window. And suddenly there's a face there for a split second. Yeah. And some people just lack the, um, not the fortitude, I would say, but the, the insight to be like, yeah, that wasn't real. Like something mm-hmm. must be real. like, for example, uh, where I work, there's a legend that one theater's haunted. Yeah. It's like a little folklore legend. I was in there alone. We can't turn the lights on cause they're broken. Uh, cleaning up a spill because PG-13 horror movies <laughs> oh. just make a mess of the place. Uh, and the legend is that a tall man, much like Slenderman, but not like has tentacles or anything like that, um, like just stands in the corner because he had a heart attack there, yeah. right? Every time I go in there, I shit my pants because I'm like, <laughs> I know this isn't real mm-hmm. or probably isn't real, but I still feel this oppressive, like looming darkness, Um and I always see like something out of the corner of my eye. Yeah. So I'm cleaning this bill and I look up to where, cause this is what I do. I instantly look up to where people have said they've seen them. Cause that's just what my brain does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for a second, I think I see something there. Yeah. And last night it was so strong that I was just like, fuck this bill. No, I'm just yeah, getting yeah, up yeah. and leaving. But I know it wasn't actually there, but my brain just kicked into like, Hey, get out of there, man. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, but this is deliberate. This is planned it's so bizarre to look at these people and be like, not only did they think they saw something, they thought they communicated with it and they thought they could please it. Mm -hmm. And they planned out a horrific act to try and do all those things. See what I want. Folklore is really powerful. What I want to know is who they spoke to, or is this just like some, I don't think they spoke to anybody. I think it's a a snowball of paranoia. Like you, you fear the being and then you think, okay, what does the being want? And then you think, is the being coming after me? Um, and of course we're self-centered by nature. So you assume, yes, it's going to come after me. What does it want? What does it desire? If I do something for it, am I safe? Am I loyal to it? There are jumps that have to be made, but it, I can see the train of thought. Could I follow it? No. Yeah. Yeah. But like, no, you can see it kind of unfold. Yeah. Um, yeah. Folklore and now creepypasta and (laughs) things on the internet. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't give it credit for how strong it actually is. I mean, humans are story-based creatures. Yeah. There's a reason why we sit around campfires and we tell each other spooky tales. Because yeah. not only is it fun, but it also teaches you some things about yourself and other people. Oh, and you notice that a lot of folklore has uh, some sort of theme or lesson to be learned at the end. Like, But it it just depends on which one you're looking at. So Yeah, a lot of the creepypastas don't have that, yeah. unfortunately or mm-hmm. fortunately, depending on how you look at yeah. it. Um I think what Ty was saying, um, a little bit, not a little bit, but maybe a couple decades from now, whenever we're way older, we'll hear about Slenderman again. But the girls will not become separate from Slenderman. They'll become entwined with Slenderman. Whether it's Slenderman's real, and this is proof, because two girls said they saw him, like 
tried to sacrifice someone for it, or that Slender Man was just so powerful that two people believed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A picture, that's yeah. so crazy to me. A picture on the internet inspired yeah. two, two young kids, two yeah. developing people to try and kill another person. They're friend no less. Like, yeah. Uh, okay. Let's, let's, they, let's hop into a different one. Okay. Yeah. I think we're getting a little sidetracked here. Hey, Ty. Yeah. Eastern European. Yeah. Hit Eastern a, hit European. A, hit okay, so one. the reason I like the Eastern European ones, I think to me they seem quaint. Like, and I, I just like Quaint. the Eastern European ones because, yes, sometimes they involve mutilation, but this comes, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> no, sometimes. But, but this comes from a time where it was much more. This these these kind of align more with like the classic folky stories that we're used to, like Dracula, like Dracula. Right. Well, okay, actually, that's funny. I wasn't going to go into this, but there's something called the Strigoi. Never heard of it. They are essentially like ogre-like vampires, and boy, oh boy. Are they interesting? I mean, there, there's also vampires in folklore, but these guys in particular seem like ghoulish in a way. Yeah, my mind immediately um, went to Shrek. Yeah, totally. No, um, <laughs> but like the thing that I found interesting when I was looking up these is that there have been sightings uh, as recently as 2004. Ooh. She claimed to have been visited by, like the school girl said she was visited by one. It took the form of her deceased uncle because of course they could shapeshift. Um, of course. Um, yeah, why not? Let's make them even more dangerous. So, so what their family did was they dug up the guy's grave, uh, cut his heart out, stabbed it with a stake, and burned the body. Wasn't there weird shit about that too? Like his um, his eyes were open. Oh, fuck oh. Uh, And he was – I remember hearing about this, and this was like the, the we got cool. a moment because his eyes were open, and it looked like he wasn't decaying. No, 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 no. I don't like that at all. Um, but the one that I – okay. The one that I did want to get into, particularly because I find it so interesting. Also, she, as of as of what they know right now, doesn't have a counterpart in any other part of the world in folklore. Like a lot of these, what you'll see, like an example is La Lorena, the woman in white. Um, Azurona. Azurona, sorry. Yeah. Trust like, me, I asked, I asked my girlfriend a couple of times. Lazarona. Lazarona, because when there's two L's, it's like a, it's J, a J sound. Yeah. Okay, well, like she, like there are women in white. Yeah. Throughout the world. Which I want to get. Yeah, I'll get um, into later. But Baba Yaga oh, is... Um, the Boogeyman. Also known as the Boogeyman. Well, yeah. Well, that's what they call it in John Wick. She's, anyway. she's the classic oh, witch in the forest yep. um, character. But like, I don't know how they came up with this. But So she's like a classic witch, but she flies around in a bucket. And <laughs> I, know, I know. How big is the bucket? It's Okay, here's a, here's a picture. So, like, there's the bucket that's just flying. Wow, that's a long bucket. It's <laughs> a big bucket. That's not a bucket, man. That's, that's a, a cylinder. And so it's a bucket. That's and a she tube. carries with her a broom. But she doesn't fly in the, bro- the broom. The broom is to sweep up her tracks. So if you ever try to hunt her down, you can't find but her. But she's flying. flying. How is exactly. she? <laughs> she goes down. Because Baba Yaga's MO is that she typically will take children and boil them in a pot. Like, the typical yeah, the witch. The witch story. Baba Yaga's house, apparently, also in this folklore, is a small hut. On chicken legs, giant chicken legs. What? Yes, <laughs> with the head of a rooster, what and the it fuck? walks around, and it's surrounded by a fence of human bones. See, this is where you get into how, how, like, where did, like, where do the people get this? It's this so is, creative. Yeah. yeah, it's like it goes from like, all right, I could believe in that to okay, what the fuck is but happening? This is here? why I love the Eastern European ones. And when we were talked about doing this, I was like, I, I know that I want to look into this because they're so like colorful and out there. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the other ones I've looked at from other 
cultures are very dark and grim. Yeah. So keeping the lightness of it, she also apparently is pretty like um, neutral. So I mean, unless you're a kid, I guess, and she's <laughs> hungry. But like, I guess children are just um, tastier. And like they said, she you know she's equally as likely like to take away your only option of survival if you're lost in the woods, or like spin you around and point you in the right direction. Because she's just this like force of nature, really. Yeah. Um. And Completely I'm pretty neutral. sure. Yeah, I'm pretty Where sure. Where would you the put children, on the chaotic spectrum? <laughs> uh, definitely, good? definitely. Uh, Lawful evil. Chaotic neutral. Chaotic neutral. Okay. Okay. Yeah, with a with a little like a little twinge for child eating. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with child so, eating. Yeah, yeah, that was that was my. I like Baba Yaga the most, but yeah, everyone, every source that you look up is like. She has no counterpart. And I'm like, yeah, it'd be weird to have a counterpart I for mean, a yeah, giant hut with legs. You've heard of like the, the Hansel and Gretel story yeah. too. So that's kind of like similar in a way. And I, I I can't say for sure, but it seems to me as though Baba Yaga is like this overarching, like original character. Where does she work? And then the concept of witches, she's Slavic in, Slavic? in, uh, in nature. Um, but like it seems like the original character kind of inspired the other witch-eating yeah, children yeah. stories and whatnot. So. So these, um, what's important about folklore too, is that it actually does have a major effect on the cultures mm-hmm. it's in. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in Switzerland, uh, the legend around this place was that there was a dragon there, right? And they built a giant metal sculpture on a dragon that overlooked the lake. That's awesome. Um, and there was a witch in the woods too, because of course, of course, in every European there's woods, yeah. there's oh, a yeah. witch, and in every European mountain, there's a dragon. Mm-hmm. So it was actually very funny, my girlfriend and I. I know she might be out there. Uh, we were walking up um, to a waterfall, and it was raining out, and there was like, oh, that's where the witch lives. And she was like, oh, I want to see inside. Or I was like, I want to see inside. She, she goes, okay. She opens the door. There's a mannequin of the witch staring at her. Oh, my God. <laughs> she nearly so had funny. a heart attack. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, but it, it has such a pool on these cultures. Yeah. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. Um, well, then, there's a lot of association now too that derives like, you know, witches with the broom, like from like, say you take ba- Baba Yaga as like the origins of like, you know, your witch kind of stories. Well, now it turns into um, cast spells, rides a broom. It's yeah. crazy to see how these stories have a, like for us at least have like Americanized, I guess, in, in a yeah. sense, like we're not even Americanized, but just like modernized into like, either for kids or just something more like, I don't know. I mean, what, what's more realistic? You riding around on a broom or riding in a barrel? I like the bucket more. I do like the, the bucket, bucket, yeah. I think it's, it's funny. Great. It, is, it is pretty good. Oh, now it, I... Don't get me wrong, though. She came up to me. I'd shit my pants. <laughs> Even a bucket or no bucket. Yeah. yeah cool in my sure. trousers. But, no, it's still a funny sight to think about. Oh, yeah. Um. So... I think we should. I know this is a bit early, but I think we should take a, a quick break. We got to go grab some dinner because yes. we're recording this around dinner time. Um, but we'll be back with more folklore. And... We have terrible planning skills. Yeah, so yeah. Thought, uh, all right. That's going to sound horrible. Yep. <laughs> all right. So we'll catch you guys in a little bit. All right, that's pretty good. Pretty good dinners. Um, good break. Let's jump back into it. Um, I'm fulfilled and ready to get back into this. Yeah. All right. You had something you wanted to. So I'm gonna say this right now. We're gonna talk about La Girona. La La. You already fucked it up. La Girona. You already fucked it up. I know. I, my, I know. My girlfriend. Try one more time. Try one more time. La Girona. 
We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to the, okay, the weeping woman is essentially what this is. So woman in white. Right? No, well, no, no, no isn't the woman in white. No, no they're separate. A one. I mean, they're kind of the same. Oh, yeah, yeah, usually, right. she's depicted wearing white, but um, there's so many women wearing white yeah, though. Ty, that you can't really say no weddings. Man. But anyway, a Mexican woman. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to say her name. Attempted to kill her seven children by throwing them into the Buffalo Bayou in Houston, Texas, in 1986. A victim of domestic violence. She was apparently trying to end her suffering and that of her children, two of them who died. During an interview, this woman declared that she was La Girona. Um, apparently she's a so affair. What she is is a legendary figure with various incarnations, usually translated into English as the Wailing Woman. She is often presented as a banshee type, an apparition of a woman dressed in white, often found by lakes or rivers, sometimes at Crossroad, who cries into the night for her lost children whom she killed. Um, the, infant, the infanticide... Is sometimes carried out with a knife or dagger, but very often the children have been drowned. And that's how I know the movie depicted it. Um, her crime is usually committed in a fit of madness after found out her husband, after having found out her husband was an unfaithful lover. So, um, yeah. So essentially, it's uh, the crying woman who uh, mourns the death of her children and takes other children. Is it is it, it also a like a cautionary tale of? infidelity i guess i guess Toward the husband i suppose um yeah yeah i guess so uh she's apparently she's like a lost soul doomed to wander the earth forever for what she did um but yeah. uh it's it, it says that like her the origins of this are uncertain but it's mainly like spanish but because i guess this woman just claimed that she was or whatever but mm. apparently it also goes back to like aztec times too so it's hard to like depict where this really came from but it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting legend to me because I've seen I've seen like a couple cases of like people who've like been like in near an abandoned places and just heard random crying throughout the night. Like I watched a video of this guy was in this like a like this not this abandoned warehouse, but he was like working and he worked in like this big construction site and he heard like wailing come across from like the other room or whatever. So it's it's kind of creepy. Like just imagine in the middle of the night you're you're either working or whatever you just hear this crying yeah uh, I, I i couldn't i what i like about this folklore is that at the end of the day it's uh, a person and not some mythical being yeah and it also like her it stems from grief like yeah. her 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 existence is her punishment mm-hmm. it's right. not like she doesn't like gain power I think she realizes too in the in the legend that she knows what she did wrong, you know? mm-hmm. and that's why like she wanders around trying to find the souls of her children. So that's I think why she takes other children. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and through by finding those souls, she can you know pass on to whatever lies beyond in this tale. But yeah, there's also like she has. So it says here she's been linked to the the woman in white, which. Again, another really interesting story too. It's like it's it's a story of like infidelity and murder of the children. So I watched um, there's this show on Netflix called Haunted, and it's like these real life accounts of um people talking about like different. And there's a bunch of different ones. I've only watched the first episode because I wanted to be scared, and it wasn't really scaring me that much. So I was like, we'll finish the first episode, and um, we're gonna actually we'll watch something actually scary. But mm. it was it was ironically enough, it helped me lead into my my research because. Um, this guy talked about his uh, confrontation with a woman in white. So they moved him. So apparently, interestingly enough, he was in this town and he watched some guy pull out an axe and murder somebody. 
And then this guy tries to get into like this restaurant they were at and they were like all trying to hold the door. So they decided to move and they moved into this apartment where um, uh, a woman had just murdered her two children in the bathtub, but they, this wasn't disclosed to them. So this kid starts seeing this um, woman hanging in her closet um, uh, uh, every night for like six years. He sees this and his parents don't believe him because, you know, it's how it fucking works. No, nobody believes their kids anymore. And let, let me just, let me just put this out there. When my kids start to see spooky shit, I'm not going to be like, Oh, it's just your imagination. Like, fuck that. I get out. I've seen too many horror movies. I, you know, I get, I get how it works. If you're seeing shit and you're hundred percent sure you're seeing it, we're leaving. Grab the pre-prepared go bag. Yeah. yeah and just leave waiting. The, like we've been waiting. We've been using this and get out. We've, we planned for this. But just, just have numerous like religious artifacts that you can just throw like at its direction. Hopefully, the, the, sway it. The fire retardant sprinklers at the top; those are filled with holy water. Oh yeah, it's just. <laughs> but, so, so anyway, so he sees this this girl in his dreams every night. <laughs> that is terrifying. That's that really was fun. scary. That is fucking terrifying. Guys, I think the woman in white. Hey, stop trying to spook us. We're having <laughs> a discussion here. Um, but anyway, so. He goes on to talk about how, like, for six years, he sees this this girl in his sleep, and um, eventually, he uh, they move, or I think yeah, they move because like it just got to a point where he couldn't take it anymore, or I don't know if they moved or what, but he might not have moved, but I think that he stayed with a friend for a while, and anyway, he comes home, um, he goes, he's with his friend, he goes back to his friend's house, and his mom is just sitting there staring at the blank TV, like dead face and she looks at him and goes you must die so then this guy's this kid's riding his bike and he gets hit by a car and he survives it but um because she attempted to kill him because he saw her while he's riding his bike and it distracted him he went out in the traffic got hit by a car he's fine and then like i guess a week or two later he's at a movie theater and he has a heart attack and drops dead and like and dies so like he is he i guess he believes that like oh you know she accomplished her goal he's dead but um now then so he's an adult now when he's telling the story and he says he started seeing her again and he's afraid that like he's not sure whether his days are limited or not but it's fucking terrifying that to, is terrifying to know that it's coming after you because it realized that he didn't it didn't kill you and like a lot of people tend to associate like with spirits that like oh they're attached to the house but sometimes like and a lot of like stories you hear like these ghosts will attach themselves to the people mm-hmm. when somebody moves in but then uh, when they moved out they're like wow i'm surprised you lasted that long like not that long ago um like when you guys first moved in here i i was cleaning up i had to clean up the blood and, sh- and shit and like it's just Jesus. scary shit it's fascinating all the women in white stories because uh while maybe overlooked as just something trying to be spooky uh white is very significant in any of the stories it's usually like Either if it's infidelity, it's like a wedding dress. Yeah. Um, yep. And white in general is just a symbol of purity. Yeah. Like if something's wearing white, it's not corrupt. It's innocent. So just adding that extra layer of like this thing is wearing white. It's supposed to be pure. It's in a way mocking angels. Mm-hmm. And then it comes after you. Well, um, a show I watched a while ago was called Supernatural. They did an episode on the women in white. And their take was that um, it's a little different, but like, she would try to trick people into being infertile with her or like to, to cheat on their spouses. And she would take being in, not, shut up. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I, I messed up yeah. there, but anyway, so she would try to t- get them to take her back to her house. And if they took her back, she would murder them. Mm-hmm. And so it was like testing your, uh, your fate. Like, um, I like that. But, um, 
what what Trent says about the being pure, it's like you see someone dressed in white, it's like, okay, yeah, like they need help. Like, and it's just like, you know, you don't think they're going to do anything because you get that sense of relief when you see them dressed like that. Mm-hmm. And the women in white goes across all oh, cultures. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like inscribed in every single like folklore history. Mm-hmm. Um, just spirits in general, which I think is why ghosts are still so prevalent today is because they're often the most prevalent in folklore as well. Yeah. Um, like one from England that I really think is horrifying. It's called the spirit of the moor. So a moor is like kind of this dead barren place in the middle of England. Um, and whenever you go there, a spirit is said to attach itself to you. And it slowly like just deteriorates your mind to a point where all you can think about is going back to the moor. And then once you go back to the moor, you're exhausted. You haven't been eating anything or anything like that. And then while you're collapsing on the ground, like dying, the spirit's like, okay, now I'm going to drag you to hell. And it just <laughs> yeah. rips you into the moor Jeez. to just die. I, um, I, I stumbled upon that while I was researching this. And the way that they described it too was terrifying is that it doesn't have a corporeal form and it doesn't really have a physical form, but yet they talked a lot about it showing its face and it said that, like, as you, as it would slowly kind of incept your mind, it would start projecting its own face onto people while you talk to them oh. and, like, freak you out. And the last thing that you see as you're laying there dying, unable to move, is that it will just basically stand over you with its face and just watch you die, which fucking Jeez, it got you. me. Yeah, but you're right. That's though, such like, a cool one. It's really cool to see that, like... A lot of these um, stories, especially with the women of white, like transcend cultures mm-hmm. all throughout the world. So you know that there's, again, it goes back to that. Does that add vol- like validity to it, knowing that so many cultures have adapted their own take on it? Or yeah. is it just like a story that's passed along so much that it's just changed and morphed everywhere? But And it's always one of those things, too, where you think um, how many cultures believe in it makes it valid. Right? Yeah, it gives it validity. Yeah. Like there's so many... Um, if it spreads, spans slowly the entire globe, is it just people like mm-hmm. meeting each other and talking about it and somehow it became that way? Because, you know, back in the day, we weren't really into talking about each other, mm-hmm. uh, talking to each other. I mean, but to still have that there is I, it, fascinating. It, to me, it kind of seems like uh, if you look at mythology and all of these multiple polytheistic religions, you see a lot of similar tropes as they try to categorize the world around them in um, in a world that seems as though it cannot be understood. So right. an example is, um, uh, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, but Perun is um, an Eastern European, they consider him folklore, but he was once a god um, to certain peoples there, and he was like a god of thunder. And he aligns, Thor? yeah, he aligns very closely to the concept of Thor, but also very closely to the concept of Zeus. And if you look in a lot of other polytheistic religions um, that we now consider mythology, um, you'll see those tropes. Like there's always like a god of war or aggression. There's almost always a god of the ocean. There's almost always a god of the sky or thunder. Right. When, uh, like they always have an explanation, a story of origin for almost everything. And I wonder if that is part of the reason why we see folklore kind of transcend is because um, maybe the people like the women in white kind of represent their early conception of 
karma and infidelity. Yeah, yeah. And it's like if or or um, what am I thinking of? <laughs> you got like really deep infanticide. There. Like it's like they couldn't comprehend how somebody can do one cheat on their spouse and yeah. two how can you commit in, in infanticide? Um, and so it was difficult to kind of say like how are these people gonna get got? Yeah. <laughs> And so this woman in white is like their version of something will take care of you. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we talked about how like a lot of folklore has some sort of message. And I or, think. And like a, a lot of like spirits, like, you know, we t- touched a lot on that last episode, but there's some sort of punishment that's attempted to be dealt out. So that's, I think, a lot what you see with this one. But um, I think we should uh, get into some of the more unique and interesting ones that necessarily don't necessarily transcribe different cultures. But let's get into some individual ones. Um, one thing I wanted to tack on yes. to that part is that there's often so many not describing something, but just exploring how humans feel mm-hmm. about certain things. Like there's one from Japanese folklore that's called the girl in the gap. So if you look at like a gap between two pieces of furniture, there's said to be, sometimes you can see a girl looking at you through the gap, right? Mm-hmm. And she asks you if you want to play hide and seek. I think I've heard this. And if you say yes, it doesn't matter. Even if you say no, you're locked into the game. Yo, what is up with these fucking? Yeah, I was gonna say all the Japanese things. Ones. They ask you a question, but it's it's a fucking rhetorical question. Doesn't and, matter. You're fucked. And they also love to be like, if you hear this, you're fucked. Fuck. Um, but anyway, she uh, she asks you if you want to play or not, and you can't say yes or no. But the idea of it is that if you look into the gap again, she's gonna grab you and drag you. Jesus. into the grab and down to hell. And I feel like that is not so much just like a spooky story someone made up. I feel like that's a common thing that mm-hmm. people will feel when yeah, looking getting into drag, a, dragging to hell. Not, <laughs> not, no, like looking into those spaces. Like, yeah. um, actually, Something's there. From my spot right now, I can see under uh, the threshold of a door and I can absolutely see how creepy it is to yeah. imagine. A face. Like, and people it. always imagine. Like yeah, I always like look eyes. under doors for feet Yeah, and stuff okay. like that. Yeah, for sure. Footsteps, um, yeah. Yeah. What was um so getting back to like the Japanese ones, what was that one you told me about last year? Um the one that like would follow you from a distance or like oh, the bathtub thing. Oh. The bathtub thing, yes. Please let's go over that because that one spooked the shit out of okay. me. All right, so I feel like we're getting back into spooky shit again, but you it's know, a, it's October season, and we're gonna and get into more folklore. Yeah, we're gonna get into different folklore that isn't necessarily ghost spirits, but okay. please hop into that one because that uh, one's good. I'm struggling on the name, I can't remember. Uh, it's it was weird crazy. and foreign. So <laughs> it's Aren't you not supposed game. to know it because if you say it or something? No, this one no. you actually invite onto yourself. Oh, okay. I, thought that, I thought there was one like that. Though. There is one. Then don't there's know one, it. There's one where if you hear it, uh, yes. you dream about it. Um, Let's talk about that. No. <laughs> Bath girl. Bath girl. Bath girl. So there was a story of a girl who slipped and fell like onto uh, a faucet, a rusty faucet, and oh. it took out her oh. eye. Uh, and she died that way. And apparently, much like the legend of Bloody Mary, um, you can go into a bathroom, uh, turn to the faucet, like so. If you fell, you would go face forward, um, and then you stand there in the dark while the water's running, and you say her name, and you go, "How did you fall?" and stuff like that. You do this whole ritual, basically asking, "How did you fall?" Uh, and then the game's kind of on at that point, where she will follow you around. She'll stalk you. The whole reason why you're in the bathtub staring that way is because she's said to be behind you whenever you're doing that. Um, 
and she's always supposed to be right behind you. The whole thing is you don't look at her at all. But if you do look at her, then the same thing happens to you. Uh, you lose your eye and everything like that and die um, in a horrible accident like that. Uh, but there is some reward at the end where you get to learn something special or not. Most most of those game types you'll find are like, do it if you want some kind of knowledge, but it might kill you. Are they you all how do you skewed win? in the direction of losing? Yeah. Okay. How do you win that one? Uh, you, I think you last a week without. Oh. It's like the ring, kind of. Yeah, but is she always behind you? She's always behind. So you. you have to, you have to intentionally look behind you with the intent of seeing her. But if I were like f- facing forward, and then due to the circumstances of me existing, I had to turn around and go back. Always facing. But no. how do I? No, but like I had to turn around and start going in this direction. Like I'm walking down this hallway, and I'm like, oh, my class is down here. How do I get her behind me? You have to do a big loop. Okay. Yeah. So you always be facing forward. So like when you're driving, then you can't imagine someone stalking you from a distance, mm-hmm. right? Like they're not glued to your back. So if you turned around, like you went, "Oh man, my class is there," and you took a small U-turn in a hallway, you would see them. Okay. I didn't know if it was some supernatural. Like she's always behind you. It's it is just the act of looking. No. You know what I mean? Like she's, she's like she's she's physically a couple there. feet behind you. Yeah. Okay. At all times, it is supernatural, but she yeah. follows you from a distance. Yeah. Okay. But only when you're in the bathtub, she's right up next to you. Okay. And she does whisper to you, too. Hell yeah. Fuck that. Naked so, girls whispering into my ear. How do you explain, like, um... No eyes? Never mind. <laughs> no eyes. Hell, go ahead. That's creepy. Oh, I'm, I'm just thinking of the rules of the game here. Like, well, Do we want to look up the official... Like, no, what, I don't what? want to look up any more oh, than okay. I have to know. Thanks. I want Fuck to know. you guys. Okay, for example, my bed, half of my bed's up against a wall. I typically... Turn around in your sleep. Sleep facing my room. Here's the catch. So is, Mara she, San. is she hopping? Don't say your fucking name right Mara now. San. We're not in a bathtub. We could be. <laughs> um, you, me, later, bathtub. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, does she? What is she doing? Crawling into bed behind me? Like I don't get it. Do I just have to close my eyes for like a good while and let her like get behind me and then like we Gucci? Okay, and now I'm now I can sleep. Because like when I wake up, is she gonna juke the game and like be standing in front of me and, like mm, what? Are, are you really gonna be able to sleep during the week that you're getting followed by some? Spirit? Well, I'm assuming that eventually you're just like, all right, I got a day left. I've done this for six fucking days. I'm gonna go to fucking bed. Like fuck you. I would wrap something around my face. Like I would, I would use an, a blindfold, but that's just me. All right, so. I blindfold myself for a week. <laughs> yeah, but you still, even if you turn around. You're still technically no. You can't look at her. That's, that's what I wanted. Let's look at the. Let's hear the it word. says it's red like green light in a way. Uh, here's what you do. Okay, don't give me. Don't get. Don't give the full description. Right. We, we don't want anybody getting fucking cursed here. But here's creepier. So you stand in the bathtub, watch your hair, close your eyes. Must be dark. You must be naked, obviously, because you're taking a shower. Hell yeah. And it's Damara Sand fell down. Damara Sand fell down. You can't stop repeating this until you finish washing your hair. And then you go to sleep. From then on, the game's on. Um, you'll feel a present behind you. It is likely that, should you look, you will see nothing. However, glancing over your right shoulder may occasionally reveal a glimpse of her. Her hair will be black and tangled, and she would always be one eye. She will attempt to get closer and closer to you as the days goes on. Should you spot her and find out that she is too close for comfort, shout, Tomar, that is, stop and run away. The idea is to put some distance between her, her and you, don't let her catch you. Uh, to do this, to get rid of her, you have to like physically catch her with your eyes and look at her. And you shout, Kidda, which is, I cut you loose while swinging your arm down in chopping motion. 
the game is um, the game is basically over at that point. Uh, this is pretty weird. The ending must be performed before midnight. Failing to do so will grant her permission to enter your dreams. Do not allow her to do this. Additionally, performing the ending is not as easy as it seems. If she expects suspects that you're about to hide and end the game, uh, you must have her in her sights and then perform the command. Wow. We do not recommend you play this game more than once. Okay. I don't remember. I wouldn't play it at all. Period. I mean, so it's like it's like you gotta catch me. So but you can't run like green light. She's trying to catch you, but you're trying to catch her. No. You're trying to avoid her for a certain amount of time, and then you can be like, leave me alone. I've already passed the threshold. But it's it's red light, green light, so you gotta stop her in her tracks while she's stalking you. But you can't see her, like you just feel that presence. You yeah, you can't see her unless you glimpse like real quickly. And if you see her, can you like bam? Yeah, you can bam, but you must see her to bam her. <laughs> to bam her. Okay. Bam okay, her. cool, cool. All right. All right, looks like we've got a little we bit. We can more go time. a little bit over okay. like an hour fifteen. It's just because we I feel like we've been talking a lot about spirits. I wanna get into like Jersey Devil, Goatman, Mothman. Yeah, let's do the classics. Let's rock it through the uh, classics. Let's here. talk about the Jersey Devil. I have this one on my phone. So, fun fact, I used to be terrified of going to New Jersey solely because of the Jersey Devil. I remember one day in class when I was a kid, I read about it, and I was like, fuck that. I never want to go to Jersey. Really? And, yeah. And my mom was always I talking mean, about – I mean, I don't want to go to Jersey, but for different reasons. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Jersey say. fucking sucks. No offense, people out there who wow. might be watching. Oh, one it is you. the armpit of the United States. It is. Wow. But anyway – my mom used to be like super into that cake boss show, which was motherfucker. Stop. That was not right. Okay. Um anyway, Ooh. she used to be in that cake boss show and she always wanted to go. And that place is in New Jersey. And I was like, fuck that mom, you can go by yourself. I'm not going. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um uh what is what is the Jersey Devil? Uh, hold I know on. it has the head of a goat, but like what's the rest of it? Um, hold on. Sorry, I um I had it right. This is our this is our intern Josh. Oh, that's gonna sound. Josh, you're going right in front of that. Josh, like, all right. So anyway, the Jersey Des the Jersey Devil, also known as the Leeds Devil, is is a, a legendary creature said to inhabit the Pines Barrens of South Jersey. The creature is often described as a fi- flying biped with ho- hooves, but there are many variations. The common common description is that that of a kangaroo like or how do you say that? Wyvern-like creature with a yeah. goat or horse-like head, leathery bat-like wings, horns, small arms with clawed hands, legs, and cloven hooves. Okay. So I guess it comes from like, it's a very popular folklore, but um, uh, the legend the legend states that Mother Leeds had twelve children, and after finding she was pregnant for the thirteenth time, the curse tri- curse the child in frustration, crying that the child would be the devil. During 1735, Mother Leeds was in labor on a stormy night while her friends. Gathered around her, born as a natural child, the 13th child changed to a creature with hooves, a goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail, growling and screaming. So she essentially prayed to the devil, and she got a devil child. Jesus. So here's some reported encounters, because I think that's going to be fun. So um, according to legend, while visiting the Hanover Mill Works to inspect his cannonballs being forged, being forged Commodore Stephen Deck. De- Decatur set it a flying creature and fired a cannonball directly upon it to no effect. <laughs> that's that's the most classic example of, what an human, of fucking like human behavior. What's that weird thing? Shoot, Shoot it. it. Yeah. 
Um, Put the cannonball. No fucking blow it to pieces. So um, a green in Greenwich during December 1925, a local farmer shot an unidentified animal <laughs> as it attempted to steal his chicken. Something a trend. And then um, um and then uh, photographed the corpse. Afterward, he claimed, "I'm thirsty." Um, identify. He claimed uh, that none of the hundred people he showed it to could identify it. So essentially, he shot so it. So it is dead. I don't know, but apparently it was sighted. We can sightings. go to Jersey now. Well, no, because that's 1937. The next ones are like the sightings of 1909. Okay, so it's dead. I, I guess it's dead. Oh, but well, during but then it says during uh, 19. Get out of here. Okay. But then it says during 1960s, tracks and noises heard from Mays Landing were claimed to be from the Jersey Devil. Can you give us like a little taste of what that noise? What you think that noise might sound like? What? Just what? What, what, do what you the Jersey think Devil? The Jersey Devil sounds. I want to like? say it's like a. Yeah, I want you to make the noise. Yeah, that's make the noise. <laughs> So you know what you know what to listen for. Um, but anyway, I promised our intern here, Josh, that, that, good. that I would talk about the rake because uh, so this is another creepy pasta. Josh, give us your best rake impression. Yeah, will it loudly? Come here, come here, come do your rake impression. Uh, come do your rake impression. That's disgusting. Yeah, I, <laughs> oh, I don't know if you can hear that. Oh shit! It's the rake. Ah! <laughs> That's a pretty good rake impression. That was, that was really nice. That I think funny. I just got sexually assaulted. So anyway, oh my god. This story goes. Goof. I, I'm sorry for like capping over yours, but I promised him I'd talk about this. No, absolutely. Go this for says it. during the summer of 2003, events in the northeastern United States involving a strange human-like creature sparked brief local media, um, uh, little or no interest before apparent blackout was enacted. So essentially, what the rake is is this humanoid-like creature with like blacked out eyes and it's like it walks like a, a I don't even know how to describe it it's like is a, it is it it's like it's malformed. Like is it quadruped okay okay it's malformed it's not quadruped because it has hands but anyway here right. are some accounts okay. so it's it's just you guys can look it up it's fucking scary as shit but anyway here's some fun accounts um uh, in 1980 a spanish uh explorer apparently i saw it um we have this one a mariner's log um uh came from England, and uh, they said, we shall not return here again Request at the request of the rake. So the oh. rake identifies itself to these people. It can speak. I guess, but here's the one that's interesting. This lady came home from a trip from Niagara Falls with her family at the 4th of July. She's sleeping in her bed with her husband. Evan, Evan, it's the rake right <laughs> it's now. It's the rake! I'll beat the rake's ass with distracting <laughs> me. Get the fuck! <laughs> okay, anyway. So... so so, she, so she's sleeping in her bed with her husband, and her husband wakes up startled because he sees this malformed creature at the end of their bed, and it starts like creeping on up, all creep like, and it gets up, <laughs> creeping all up, all creep like, and he gets up to this, he gets he gets up to the husband's face, and he like it's like, <laughs> and then he um he fucking just runs off into the hallway towards the kids' room, and um apparently. This lady's kid, this lady's daughter got murdered by this thing Holy because shit. she walks out to the hallway. It's covered in blood and um, uh, this, she ran to her child and the child oh was God, like, I read this. Story. This is the most oh, famous God. one. Yeah. Her child was like, um, uh, she, uh, she said to him before she died, he is the rake. So um, he took her to the hospital and neither of them survived on the way to the hospital. The father or the neither of the, the, the daughter and the daughter, daughter and the father both. Oh, I thought when you went, doo, 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 he literally just walked up and like spooked the father. He was just like, <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um, um, so is this also pretty much um, an invention of the internet? I don't think so. I think this I is thought a, it was. Was it? 
Well, it I seems like not. Two thousand. But I mean, we also have one from oh, um, the nineteen sixty. It's so easy to make up stuff like that. Well, absolutely. Well, Especially where you get into the, with the old folklore. What's where you get into the whole folklore thing? I mean, is it real? Or are we just making it up? Can I see the picture again? It's uh-huh. fucking weird shit. It it. I mean, if I could see more of its mouth, depending, I would think it might be a more modern rendition of the Wendigo. Wendigo, yeah, that's a good topic. I wanted like, to talk about that one because it has it has the same form and the same the base. The Wendigos are super interesting. They're like um, Indiana. I forget which Indiana. I want to say Navajo. It's not Navajo. It's, it's something Navajo. else. Okay. I have it up here. Skinwalkers wow, are like Navajo. You're the asshole. Skinwalkers are Navajo, but this one is um. Uh, if this will fucking load. Don't get me started on Skinwalkers. Um, I already do. I already, yeah, I already you already got started on Skinwalkers. I don't like Skinwalkers. Well, Ty, can you talk? You can talk about Skinwalkers. I don't want to talk about Skinwalkers. Well, okay, I mean, fine. I will. So, whenever you fucking hear something out in the woods and you're in my... Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> uh, I will get started on Skinwalkers. Whenever you're out in the middle of the woods, in the middle of the night, and all of a sudden you hear something, like a fucking frog, listen a little more closely. Listen, think to yourself, is that a frog? Is that a person going, I don't know what a frog makes, but you know what I mean? Like, is that a person mimicking a frog? Maybe not a frog. Usually it's a dog, though. Yeah, your dog goes out. This, because I I fucking love my dog. So think about I let my dogs out, right? Your dog loves, your dogs love my crotch. Okay, my (laughs) my dog has a propensity for. Tight spaces. He likes to stick his nose in, like, if you have blankets, he'll stick just his nose under the blanket. So crotches, in those tight spaces. Crotches, <laughs> crotches are natural. Right, get back him. to the... Okay, but, like, the concept of letting my dog out, right, and then something comes back, but it's not my dog. But it's sitting at me, and it looks like my dog, but something's fucked up about it, and then all of a sudden it starts going, like, woof. Woof. <laughs> woof. But like it's Come on, a skinwalker and it's just thing. sitting there like being obvious. Well, a lot of the stories you read, it also will imitate a person. They don't often talk and they often just like to sit there and fucking freak you out. That's like, fun. A lot of them, like people will be, I don't know why, but I've read a lot of stories of them about like people like hanging out in like a shed, like with their friends because like, oh, you know, we renovated their shed as like a hangout area. Okay, cool. But then like the, one of them has to pee or something. So they leave. And then another one has to pee like two minutes later and they go out and they see the other one just standing there looking at them and they touch them. And the thing they always say is that they're cold to the touch. And then like they go back and the guys and the guy that they just saw and like touched is was there. Room. And they were like, what do you mean? He's like, what do you mean? I never left. Like, and it's like, ah, like that whole thing. Yeah. <clears throat> Fuck that. Like why? Because they're like, they didn't, he touched him, right? He didn't kill him. He didn't do anything. He just stood out there, fucking smiled at him to creep him out. And now that person is permanently scarred. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck you. Fuck you, Skinwalker. I'm sure they do something to fuck people I'm up. I'm sure they try to kill maybe you. Maybe not now. Maybe they just... Maybe now they're just Maybe they're just mischievous, you know? They just have a little funny little, side little to them. A little prankster. Yeah, yeah why little, are you so scared little of Little goobs. But does your dog come back, though? I don't no, know. Usually I would assume dog, that you have to... Because usually they have to use magical pelts to transform yeah. into the animals. But I'm thinking if it, it wants to look at, like your dog, I think it's got to get the pelt. Yeah. Right. yeah. But anyway, it's, it's, I pulled up the Wendigos. So Wendigos okay. are... If you succumb... Apparently in like... um. Oh, shit, where's the culture? But uh, it's a certain Indian culture. If you succumb to cannibalism, you're essentially curse the devil and you become a Wendigo. And it's like a creature, which ironically, like, it feeds off of people, but it's usually depicted as, like, a thin creature. And um, they're usually out in the woods and shit, but they're they're pretty fucky, too. It's like I, anything that has to do with the woods and folklore, I fucking hate. It's, like, 
I think it's usually the woods too. Anagolian tribes. Anag- yeah, Anagolian tribes. But um, there's also a story apparently that um, uh, one uh, the one of the tribe members became a Wendigo to help. Uh, I, I forget like forget what, but then he was banished because they were no longer needed him. But um, essentially, like the whole the lore is like if you succumb to cannibalism, you, you're going to become a Wendigo. Yeah. But um, that's 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 a pretty popular one. Um. Mothman's Mothman's another pretty popular mm-hmm. one. Not much on that one because it was a, he's probably dead by now. But where where, where was that one at? That was uh I was uh, South Carolina. South Carolina, South Carolina. North Carolina. And they, people like thought that they saw like these glowing red eyes here and there and like something with a giant wingspan and apparently that's getting more into cryptid territory than uh, yeah, yeah, well I want to give up but essentially there was a bridge that went down and everybody associated it with the Mothman. Yeah. So well they believe that he's like a foretelling being, yeah. That he shows up before disaster strikes. Um, that fucking door is. I don't like him. I'm trying to look now. I for some reason lost. Here we go. Um, Bigfoot is a, is another fun one, but I don't want cryptid. Encrypted. This is the one that I wanted to mention earlier. So you were discussing um, culture and how like a lot of times he's influenced the culture, and I mentioned his name is Bannock. And um, he is perhaps the most recognizable of all Eastern European folk creatures. He is weaved into many of the common traditions. So he's this mischievous uh, spirit with a notorious reputation for causing trouble. He's often depicted as an old man with long, sharp claws, and he hangs out in the Banya stream baths uh, that are all around Eastern Europe. And oftentimes people will leave him offerings. But they say that he possesses the power to predict the future, and he'll either like deliver a soft touch on your back if you have a good future, or if he has a bad future... He'll claw the fuck out of you. <laughs> what, what an asshole. Yeah. Like, no shit you're going to have a bad... Because he's clawing, clawing the, fuck the, out the fuck out of you. But yeah, in Eastern Europe, in Eastern Europe, a midwife is usually tasked with like sitting outside of the room and keeping him away. And then a lot of... Does um, he only do it with babies? Well, like because it's just like that's a, 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 a moment of weakness. Oh, okay. So keeping him away because they don't want him clawing the fucking baby and giving yeah. him a bad future already. And then another one is at uh, weddings, they will set up and um, a bunch of Banya steam baths and they'll take the baths and then like leave him offerings. But like they, they're trying to like distract him with the baths because he likes the baths. That's nice. I like that. Um, yeah. And it's a nice way to keep him away and protect the couples. Yeah, I don't so. really like babies that much. So anything of that fucking claws. I just like, I like the like, concept of this little old man who's like pretty chill. An- another example of like a neutral. I love tradition like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's definitely like a European thing in general with like yeah. leaving things offerings. Uh, no, I just anything that affects culture in such a way, I'm a huge fan of. Um, I only have one more, and that's the goat man one. Yes, but goat man, kids <laughs> died because of goat man. Yeah, he was like this <laughs> half man, half goat axe wielding like maniac man. that would like attack people and kill, like, hurt them with his axe. Because oh, realistically, I is this just a serial killer? Tell. I don't know, but he essentially he was a scientist. I have who, funny uh, stories to tell about. Goatman. Uh, okay. here, here we go. So he's um, he was uh oh. So some say Goatman was a man who kept goats and went mad after teenagers killed his flock. Other people say that he was a result of a scientist conducting an experiment on a goat and something went horribly wrong. <laughs> or if you want to find some man was like, hey, I'm gonna fuck this goat, and then we get a hybrid child. Yeah, it's a child. But anyway, so he essentially like goes after like teenagers or young young adults and. Wants to fucking kill people with an axe. There's a there's a legend that the gold man 
can mimic any sound he hears. So these kids were like on a train track looking for a goat man. And they heard the sound of a train and they thought it was a goat man, but it turned out to be an actual train and they got fucking deaded. Oh, the train hit I'm them. I'm sorry, but if you go out looking up for fucking things like goat man or the Jersey devil and you yeah. die, that's your I mean, fucking fault. Not only is it super dangerous to walk along train tracks, especially like late at night or anything like that, but what happens if these things are real on the off chance? Yeah. You're just walking you get out by an axe. Yeah, you're just some asshole walking around with well, nothing also, but flashlights. They, the fact that they thought it was the goat man and then decided to stay on the train tracks and not run the fuck out of there is what really gets me. Some white people they were like, shit. And it was like, <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, yeah, it's the goat man. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's stay, let's stay on the train tracks right where we are. Man, he can make a bright light too. <laughs> it's like, what? Uh, That's like, uh, that reminds me to bring it back to the beginning. That reminds me of the Slenderman thing yeah. where these stories actually a lot of times apparently kill people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's not, not even the actual thing that yeah. kills them. It's people going out to look for these stories. And I think in a way that uh, spurs on the lore. Yeah, more. yeah it absolutely. does. It adds to it. So I think we're at a pretty good stop. I think point. we are too. Um, be sure to give us your feedback. Let us know what else you want to hear. Comment on our social media if you liked it or you know what do you want to hear about it. Follow us on Get Instagram. Stoked. Smash that motherfucking like button. <laughs> Helps us out a lot. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Get Stoked Podcast. And share um, it with your friends if you're enjoying do. it. Please yeah. do. We really, we really um, want to hear from more people and, and share get feedback. Our, yeah, share our, our shit. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, We'll see you uh, next next week on next week on get stoked. What did I miss something? You're supposed to say it with us. Oh, Let's do it again. Get, get stoked. Get okay. Stoked. Okay. One, two, three. Get, get stoked. stoked. Oh, we're not we're not editing that.